in the office. You've spoken. 365 days a year. Uh, speaking of years, it's my birthday. Hey, happy hey. birthday. <laughs> Do not. Be. No. Birthday. This is bad content. To- okay, That's fine. wretched right. content. Everyone Cursed email content. Scott at idontheartradiopod at gmail.com. Uh, happy birthday, uh, Sonnet. Send me sonnets conspiracy only. theories or the, conspiracy thought sonnets. Yeah, uh, conspiracy merch. Uh, I I ordered myself a coffee mug for Just my birthday. Just a coffee mug? With... Well, no it it has the word on it. Which word? <laughs> uh, the the one that I'm not supposed to say in polite company. Adrenochrome. Yeah. It oh does. my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's. It's don't wake me until I've had my adrenochrome. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're not supposed to say it in polite company because, okay, Scott is obsessed with following how stupid the QAnon conspiracy is. Yes. And talks about it constantly to me. But he talks about it to the point where if one heard him talking about it and did not know the context, they would think that, that I'm he crazy. was in <laughs> They would think I'm it. pilled. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So there's been multiple times in front of friends that don't know you quite as well that you've gone on an adrenochrome rant, jokingly. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, That has yeah. not been received No, it's a real, it's a real Vonnegut problem. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have become the thing that I have pretended to be. Mm-hmm. Whoopsies. Nah. But anyway. Anyway, yeah. you got a mug. Get me adrenochrome shit for my birthday, okay? <laughs> I don't know if that's a good... <laughs> adrenochrome I merch? need adrenochrome. Okay. <laughs> All right. He is aging, so that is what they say. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I I saw you also got yourself a, a birthday dog present. Right. It's a Furbo. I mm-hmm. can shoot treats at my dogs from long i can be on tour and i can look at my dogs and i could give them treats so really i think it's really going to improve my quality it's called of a life. furbo a furbo a furbo furbo it's just a camera that hole. shoots treats it's a camera that shoots treats when you hit a button on your yeah. phone it's a good design it's pretty cool yeah but so uh one of your dogs that is probably the most food motivated Mercury is now worshiping it as her god, Furbo yeah. God. Oh, yeah, she just sits by it and yeah, it's like deity. there is no god but Furbo. Uh-huh. There's only Furbo. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'll, that's I'll be fun. in the house and she's just hanging out with Furbo. She's like has no association between you and Furbo. It's no, just like no, no, there's no. this magic thing that shoots <laughs> treats sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super healthy. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, it's my birthday. Mm-hmm. I'm Scott Murphy, I'm... and this is I Don't Heart Radio. Oh, I, die. <laughs> I fuck this up every time now. This is now just the recurring bit. You just—I I, I was about to go, and then I was like, "Oh, do you have more to say?" But then it was—you just I, wanted to do the thing, right? I just ran into it. Whoops. I mean, it's your birthday. You can do whatever you want. This is your day. I don't even have to be here. I could be Scott Murphy, too. What would be better? I'd like to see you try. (laughs) Uh, Violin, violin, violin. 
I've never felt so seen. Yeah, basically. Uh, uh, who are you? I'm Summer Krinsky. It is not my birthday. What? This, what's this, the tagline? <laughs> this could be. This could be your new favorite band. Hell and yeah! And honestly, because uh, Scott was is playing me tracks before we start. Um, that's our new format. Because uh, before I, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> listen till the end, and that seemed weird. Yeah. Um. So honestly, this is one of my favorite ones uh, thus far. Just, just right off the bat, uh, this really could be your. I mean, all of them really could be your new favorite band, but this one's really uh, speaking to me. And it's really cool. So this one could be Summer's next one, favorite band. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is we're gonna get into some shit before we full get into it. Um, I do want to say because I know we keep for we we we'll, we remember our tag line sort of. We remember our sign off sort of. We tell people to email. The podcast every time, every time we're, we're wow great at that. But one thing that we keep forgetting to do uh, on a consistent basis is telling you to share, to rate um, on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five out of five stars. Uh, give a little comment. Be like, wow, what a what's your fate? What's the coolest band you found from this? Or what's a topic that you learned about? Are you um, now a follower of Pinto Christ? Um, you know, say this podcast rocks my socks or something. Happy Drop birthday, a Scott! Fire emoji. Um, give it a five star on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you know what that does? I hope at this point it raises it in the algorithm. Algorithm. Um, uh, you can also go to www.atonof.com. That is a t o n u v dot com, uh, and join our you know our fan club. Our support network, you get behind the scenes stuff, bonus episodes, secrets. There are secrets available. There are secrets available, um, but we can't share them with the world. You have to, you have to pledge a little bit of monetary support for your good old pals. Getting Us. older by the day, <laughs> day by day, uh, and then you know, go to our Instagram. I don't uh, radio pod. Follow that. Would, yeah, and then uh, our private our private Instagrams, <laughs> our personal or not really because it's a band page it's the and band a, page. and a mastering studio. But um, I run a band page Instagram for at Summer Like the Season Music. We're both in the band, um, and then Scott runs the page for the recording studio that we both also are a part of, and that is a ton of underscore mastering. So, you know, give it a follow. Hell hey. yeah. Did we do all the things? I think we did every single thing. All right. I this feel was good the about best it. one this yet. This is the best one. I, I mean, pack it up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I there, think we figured out. I think we figured it out, and we can move on to um, becoming TikTok famous. There's a band. They're really good. Uh, it's a secret. I won't tell you, but I will tell you. It's Alaska, Alaska. So, Alaska, Alaska. Alaska, Alaska. Alaska, Alaska. Yeah, so it's one word. Alaska, Alaska. Alaska, Alaska. I like that. It kind of makes me think of the accidental song Michigan and again and again. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, I think it's just called Michigan, but the chorus is Michigan, Michigan and, and again and again and again and again. Nice song. That's how many agains. So Alaska, Alaska. They're from London. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Not Alaska. Not Alaska, no. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel tricked. <laughs> I feel a little bit tricked. Oh, but go on. Right. <laughs> I'll put I'll put that yeah, aside. Put it aside that yes. you were just tricked. Uh-huh. We're going to be talking a lot about 
getting tricked. Okay, we got some trickery coming. Yeah, this episode? there's, there's, we're we're already just picking up the themes in the vibe. All know? right. Uh, and I was listening to the week's releases as I do on Sunday. You know, so if you really want to get my attention, just put your stuff out on Sunday. It'll be. I mean, you don't just listen to what's in on Sunday, right? Oh, I listen to the entire week, but I do it on Sundays Mm -hmm. for anyone listening. You could also just email. You could just heartradiopod at gmail dot com. You could totally email me, and I listen. I listen to everything. Uh Uh, So it was a really solid week this week. Last week, hard week. Hard week. week. This week, it was hard because, it, like, every page, I was like, oh, this could be the one, this could be the one, this could be the one, and uh, Alaska, Alaska came up, but I was like, I'm digging this. Uh, because I really like that name. It's such Despite a good the trickery. name. Their new album is called Still Life. It's on pre-order right now. It comes out in October. And I heard Still Life, the single from Still Life. Yeah, so they've just <laughs> they've just put out the first single so yeah. far off of an upcoming record. So that came out and it really drew me in. It's very, uh, you know, it's kind of the expansive, repetitive electronic thing that can really, when it works, it really, really works. I would you say because yeah, you so you this was one of the songs that you played for me, and um, it is like one of the best uses. I feel like. They don't, you know, when people are talking about visual composition, they talk a lot about like the use of space. Yeah. Um. And and it, sometimes that's sort of, uh, not focused on in music. And this piece is like so beautiful in its use of space. Yep. It's just, and I wouldn't even call it because you're like there is repetitive well, in like a electronic way, but it's there's nothing repetitive in the. It's like when things come in, they matter because yes, because there's such a brilliant use of space. Well, this actually gets into one of my favorite, one of my favorite books on music, and sometimes it borders on woo, but it was written in the 1950s, and, and it also mostly doesn't. It's just kind of an expansive way of thinking about music. It's um, sound and symbol is the name of the book, um, and some of you musicologists will flame me for liking it but i think it's great okay and there's a whole passage written on um the use of repetition in music so when i say when i say repetitive i don't because i know that like when a normie goes like it's repetitive that they're trying to like say something profound without actually saying anything uh but just like when I say adrenochrome, when I say repetitive, I I, I kind of think of the 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 concept in sound and symbol, which is they're rooting it out of um, like Scandinavian Scandinavian orchestral uh, works. Like ah, uh, uh, I'll have to input this in post. There's a big one, and I should know it because it's a big violin concerto. But uh, I should know it off the top of my head. But there's there's this use of a repeating um, motif motif that underscores the entire um, piece. And in sound and symbol, what they're they're making a direct comparison between this use of repetitive musical motifs and a canvas in painting. Mm-hmm. And that when utilized properly, this repetition in space and time in music provides the the 
the unchanging underpinning on which new events can take place, which make them seem more dramatic when yeah. they're when they're highlighted by something that does not change. Yeah, it, it gives them an extra impactful feeling uh, like, when anything is altered. Yes. Um Yeah, no, it's it's really good. And and it's and it's like uh I'd say nothing hang because something. <laughs> I don't always love things that are repetitive. It, nothing hangs around for too long. I just feel like, uh, like, it everything it stays around for exactly as long as it should. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the the main motif stays around for literally the entire song. Well, that's exactly it does not as change. long as yeah, it should. Yeah. <laughs> and it's called still life, which uh-huh. is again drawing on this visual comparison. Right. So I think that. I think that everything that Alaska Alaska is doing is on purpose, yeah. you know, and that's what always feels really nice. There's a distinct decision to do this, uh, and it stands in contrast to their last album that came out in 2019, The Dots, mm-hmm. which is very changey, very uh, like a a more like jazz changes approach. To songwriting yeah it's uh, still really well written like the music you showed me off it is really oh it's, it's great it's great yeah and uh, that's to say again i'm not like taking sides i'm not like this album is better it's just it's very cool to see someone just Grow within their change within two albums there's so is this a, their second album this is the second album okay. there's a single that came out in 2017 and then the dots came out in 2019 and then still life is coming out this year so to see and the single that came out in 2017 is pretty similar to the the aesthetic of the dots. Uh-huh. And then to just see this huge shift in approach um, between first and second album, I think is really bold for a, um, you know, an up and coming band. So yeah. I, I just think that it's very, because it's uh, on the dots, it was definitely an approach that worked and it wasn't jazz pop isn't really chamber pop yeah is that weird i was jazz pop jazz pop okay. yeah because they had like the full horn section uh-huh. on the dots uh and that's pretty much the thing that kind of ties it aesthetically together on that album so that's not really like there's not a huge market for that you know so to have made such a cool aesthetic decision on one album and then completely go like ah we we aren't gonna draw from that at least so far on the, well, the two singles I'm curious, that are out. So they're a band. Yeah. What is their like makeup uh, member wise? So it's hard. The information that I was finding on the dots, the album that came out in 2019, there's way more info around that. Mm-hmm. And then COVID happened. Yeah. So it's really hard to say what the current makeup is. Well, I'm curious if members, if there's been a droppage in members, and it's yeah. maybe one or two people making this. Uh, I know that there's a when... core um, collaboration between the bassist and the singer. Uh, let me uh, pull up their names. I... But yeah, often when someone goes from like a full band aesthetic, more of like a studio recorder album, and then electronics get uh, more prominent. I mean, not always, because sometimes that's just like an aesthetic change in what you've been listening to and what you've been resonating with. But sometimes it's like, what works with the makeup of who you're working with. Absolutely. And I know that, so on the dots, 
and Still Life. It is a core collaboration between Fraser Riley, who is a bassist synthesizer person, mm-hmm. and then uh, Lucinda Duarte Holman, who's doing vocals, guitar, and lyrics are their credits. And I know that during the recording of The Dots, they were very closely working together on the demos and the writing. And then um, in an interview, they referred to the other members of the band as the three jazz boys. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing, yeah. I've, I've lived with that Stooges group. <laughs> <laughs> so Lucinda knows about that jazz boy life. Uh-huh. So they had... Do they drink the jazz juice? That's uh, Ian J for anyone who wonders. Uh, honking on the jazz. So mm. Honk, honk, honk. I know that I love the jazz. Yes, boys. we all love we the jazz. We love the boys. jazz boys. I don't want it to sound only mildly disparaging. <laughs> but we all know what a jazz boy is. Absolutely. So, uh, in 2019, for the dots, uh, the three jazz boys were definitely part of the band. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, and I'm only inferring here because there isn't information because COVID and you know everything has changed. Uh, so still life doesn't have the the full press barrage that the dots does. Maybe when the album yeah. comes out. Maybe maybe the jazz boys are more prominently featured. <laughs> I didn't feel like it from the track. It but felt also, very different. That was kind of, it was cool. It was, it was cool. It was different. I like both, but um I don't know. I, I personally I think was a little more drawn to the new aesthetic. Both are very cool. I would listen to both. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, they're both in there. It's just, it's fun to not be afraid of changing. I I think is like my biggest takeaway here. Yeah. There are too many things where it feels like, especially second albums are just like, the first one, but with bongos, you know? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like, uh, we gotta, we we found our thing, we gotta keep doing it. And and the vocal styling is 100% different too, because on, on the dots, it's, much more um, like melodically focused. Mm -hmm. And then there's kind of a spoken word element on still life. It it feels like it's coming from a completely different like plane, you know? Yeah. Well, I, so I, I get like, cause a lot of people get upset when their art, their favorite band or artist uh, puts out an album. That's like a totally different uh, universe of sounds than what they loved them for. And I, I get I've had some of my favorite musicians put out a album that I, is in a different world that I don't resonate with as much. Sometimes I resonate with more. Sometimes I'm like, this one's even better. Oh my god, I can't believe this direction they went. Um, but sometimes I don't resonate with it as much. And but I always find it still exciting. Like I'm excited for them. Yeah. Um, even if I don't listen to it a bunch, I'm like, oh, you're finding this new thing, and you're like probably so excited about it, about sharing it and delving into it musically in a way that you know uncovers uncovers new things about yourself and yeah it doesn't vibe with me as much but i'm like happy for you (laughs) i feel that about musicians that i don't know you know just that i like am a fan of and and even if i'm not as much of a fan of the next stage of their career um yeah but a lot of times like the thing is that i don't think that um the industry typically supports that. Right. Which I think is really interesting because I think that the industry, as far as like, like 
uh, show business, like zoom out from just music, is really supportive of people jack of all trading. Like if you're an actor, I think we talked about this on the last thing, but you want, and then you want to tour with your band or you want to do voice acting now, or you want to do, um, you know, charity, charity work, theater. Yeah. Like that's really supported by an agent usually. I mean, maybe I'm wrong and it's actually a battle, but it seems like it's a common, like I'm reinventing myself, you know? I think, I mean, I think that it's probably both. I mean, I think that it's probably both. I think that there are things that people within like Hollywood acting world, there are a lot of stories of people trying to break out of like typecasting. Uh Uh-huh. But because the film industry all in all encompasses a greater pocket of resources and support, I think that you also uh, see more of like branching out and crossover stuff happening. Yeah. But I, I within like it's music, so rare. it's like you do what you do and you do not change. Yeah. And then We're, when people do change, often they're either like dropped if they are on a major label they're dropped by their label or you know and that's like part of the story of their next stage is like well i wanted to do an album that felt like this and now my label doesn't support me so now i put it out myself or you know you hear stories like that and i guess that's sort of the the beauty of this show of talking about people that aren't on a major label uh and don't have like any industry industry support um they then have probably, I would hope, more uh, freedom to pivot. Great. Now, this is a perfect time to pivot into my mystery. You have a mystery. We're all, yeah, we're doing mysteries today. Oh, boy. So, well, you know there's a Nancy Drew within me. I love to solve mysteries. Here is the mystery of Alaska, Alaska. I found still life in my search, and I loved listening to it, went onto the band camp, Four faces of support on the Still Life pre-order. That's not enough. Forty faces of support on the Dots, the okay. 2019 album. So they had some juice on that. That's four hundred dollars in sales. A little bit of juice. A little bit of juice. I mean, you know, that's that's just to say that that's that's great for like an indie band. Uh huh. You know, faces of support, forty of them. But when we look at like a, you know. A speedy or something. It's like, you know, thousands of faces of support. You know, so I was like, cool, 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 cool. Uh, And then I, you know, click their links. uh, Instagram, 4,000 followers, 200, you know, 200 likes, 15 comments per post, you know, like really normal indie band stuff. What's the, what, what is this mystery? Facebook. 3,000, a guy named Don comments in top fan status on everything. All right. You know? And I'm like, cool. I And I'm fully invested in Alaska, Alaska at this point. Yeah. You know? I'm like, cool. Alaska, Alaska. Alaska, Alaska. Spotify. The mystery of three million plays. Oh, on a track? They have on three a track? Million plays. Yeah, well, yeah, their yeah. music's good. Well, the music is good. So then I went, you know, like YouTube. Yeah. 3,000 subscribers. Uh Uh-huh. 20,000 plays on music videos and stuff. You know, there's a, uh, and, you know, this is is me being fully transparent because usually I do like a- You try to choose bands with lower play counts. Lower play counts. But on all of these other metrics, 
I found that they were well within like, you know, indie band status. Right. Of engagement. But the mystery of three million plays. Well, when you said Alaska, Alaska, I was like immediately thought it sounded familiar. Yeah. Well, there is have you solved the mystery or you are proposing the mystery? I mean, I think that I have the answer. I think that this is a case of industry plantation gone right. All right? I think that this is, because I think that this is very good. Uh-huh. You know, it's very good. The dots is very good. Still life is very good. There's no organic fan outreach but there is an effort by Marathon Artists, which is Courtney Barnett's label, uh-huh. to push this, which is, I think, the... And they're not officially on it, though. No, they are on it. Oh, well, then that's... They're just on playlists because of that. Right. Well, but there's a weird... There's a gap between 2019 and 2022. And also the playlists are like the explosively gay pop playlist, which has like, you know, all of that. Is uh, it from the first album, though, or is it the new single? It's the first album. That has a three million play yeah. song? So, uh, but that said, uh, it's I mean, not... that could also just be like they put it out and it like had an organic blow up. No, it didn't have an organic blow up. <laughs> We're talking like... Uh, a, I, just I don't think know. That... I know people... I know bands from Detroit that have millions of plays that have the same numbers on all of their other social media things and i don't know whether that's like paying for playlisting or whether there was an organic internet blow up but then it just didn't well i know that so the thing is is that like without engage and without engagement on like youtube videos yeah because it's like i i you know i dug i was doing mystery stuff Uh and it's like comments from four years ago like 20 people going like i'm so happy (laughs) I'm sorry. I <laughs> sneeze. It's so cool that we found this, us 20 people, you know, uh-huh. four years ago upon release. And then over time, uh, there's just no, like, massive wave of engagement at any point. So do you have the mystery solution? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a label placing it on stuff. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, totally. It's the Courtney Barnett Yeah. Uh but I, I think that this is very interesting because there's no, like, there's a gap there. Uh, but I, to, you know, to circle back, this is the case of a thing being done in a way that it should be done. Like, this is great, and it should get, like, inflated. This music, yeah. Right. Totally. No, it's really good. It's one of my favorites from this uh this podcast that we have started. Hooray. Right. No, so, but yeah, uh, you're saying that it's not, I mean, just because you're on someone who's big's like smaller label, it doesn't necessarily result in, you know, but hopefully it will for their next album. Hopefully it'll be pushed harder. Yeah. I mean, that would be fantastic so far for faces of support. Rack them up, get, Courtney. Come on, What's up? Man. Yeah, come on. You got to do more. You got to get... So the thing is, like, when you go to Marathon Artists, they have a Wikipedia page. Every band on Marathon has a Wikipedia page, except for Alaska, Alaska. Everyone's got blue... You got a blue name. I definitely name. have heard a lot. Now that you're, like, saying it more, I'm like, I think that I heard them. I must have heard them when their other album come out came out. Mm-hmm. Maybe I heard that song. 
yeah, perhaps you were listening to the... I'd get targeted by Courtney. Explosively gay pop playlist for running. Sure sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, it does. How many years ago? Four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing some explosively gay running? I sure was. Hell yeah. <laughs> Gotta let it out. <laughs> some form or other. Uh, which is to say, playlist, but we need engagement. You need to go onto Alaska Alaska's Instagram page and first off, follow them. Tell them give that them a you little fire like their emoji. new music. Yeah. It's awesome. Listen to it first, I guess. Step one. Step and one. you will love it. Listen to it. Step two, support it. Step three, share it. I mean that is the four. Uh, Are those the steps? Buy, buy it. Oh yeah, Did you should you probably put buy, buy it. it. My bad. Do a face of support. Yeah, become a face of support. If you don't even know, because that for also, nine, a tiny face of support that Scott says that a million times. He's talking about on the band, band camp when people buy it, your face becomes a tiny face of support. Of support. I think it's the best metric. Mm-hmm. You go to a band camp page and they have. You have to hit more. Over and over again. And after you do it like twice, you're like, ah, they're famous. Uh, they're supported. Give them faces of support. It says supported by tiny little face. <laughs> I wish it just said supported by tiny little face. That would be, I should make a Bandcamp profile that's just tiny little face. Yeah. Might do So it. are we about to enter act two? We are about to enter act two. I don't mean to right. you know, speed us into it, but now that I know that it's coming, now that we've discussed the Act 1, Act 2 situation. Yeah, I mean, that's Alaska, Alaska. So are there more mysteries to be solved? There are mysteries to be solved. I have found beautiful content. I was researching. Is it related to change? Is it related to mysteries? It's related, related to, to solving mysteries. Okay, because I thought I thought you were maybe gonna relate in another topic about change because we were talking about like them being able to change their sound and being able to. How nope. about being able to change your mind? Okay. How about being able to let go of what you would just assume to be preordained truth? I mean, that can be good. It can be. <laughs> And that can be bad. So I was doing my research, as I do, and a picture of a car uh, appeared that I could not look away from, and I had to dive further. Uh, it was a. Uh, it just had a like a series of signs on it. One of which was like, "If I'm right, we're screwed. Uh, go here." I can't show you because it gives away too much. But there's a website. A picture uh, of a car. There was a picture of a car on Wh- the internet. Okay, just somewhere on somewhere the internet. Somewhere on the internet. You have found I a picture. I was doing my research. Of a car. Picture of a car. A forum, had, perhaps? Oh, yeah, a forum. Okay. I'm on the forums. So it just had a lot of crazy shit written on it. But on it was car. very, you know, it was very intriguing. So I had to go to www.lennonmurdertruth.com. And there is a whole world like here. John Lennon. Like John Lennon. Is this like going to be like the JFK Jr. comes back thing of John Lennon? <sighs> no, <laughs> it's better. It's way better. Okay. Uh, so there's a man. His name is Steve Lightfoot, 
And he has dedicated the last 40 years of his life to exposing the true killer of John Lennon. Isn't it that one dude? It is not Mark David Chapman. That's the one. That is a CIA plant. So the thing is, is that Steve Lightfoot was a semi-pro golfer. uh, And he was, uh, you know, doing golf stuff. Okay. It's really important. Like, this is really important stuff. He's 27 years old. And he uh, does, like, a qualifying round of golf uh, and is one shot away from getting in, like he's one stroke off from getting into the majors, okay? One stroke off is uh, my next record. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, is that this is like a pretty traumatizing event for a 27-year-old Yeah, because like, now man. you don't know how to do anything else. You don't know how to do anything. You can't anything. do that thing that and you I, know how to do. Yeah. And- which I think is like a really important thing to examine about men. Uh, yeah, so- I mean, anyway, I think that's a human thing that people can face is that they pursue a thing and that becomes their identity. And yeah, that pursuing something single mindedly is how you become the best at it. However, that, you know, anything can happen. And especially if it's a physical thing. You can yes. find yourself quite oh, lost. I think that you can find yourself lost after doing a thing. I, I guess what I mean is the things that happen next oh, are yeah. maybe more uh, exclusive to the male mind. Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't think that we have to girl boss <laughs> for Steve uh, Lightfoot. Okay, tell me more about why I will take backsies, what I just yeah, said. Yeah, you might want to take backsies. <laughs> so uh, he he's off by a stroke to, to get into the golf, and he's upset. And he's dating someone and then finds out that she was lying to him. About? Like like something like uh, she didn't graduate the high school that she said she graduated from or something. Like something very uh, minor, but, quote, her entire identity was made up. Okay. You know, he's having trouble. Uh He's off by a stroke. He gets lied to, and this fundamentally changes his entire outlook on the human condition. Oh, he realizes that everything. anything and everything could be a lie. This and is where he gets his special mind powers, is that his girlfriend lied to him about something, so now he knows that people lie. That's a good, yeah. I mean, and also he knows that people, you know, if he's off by a stroke, he's in the off by a stroke universe. Right. And something's wrong because he's not supposed to be. He should be in on On by by a stroke. stroke. Who's in, who's out. Right. All right. So he learns that people are lying. So where does he go? The library. It's all connected. And upon entering the library, there's a Time magazine from 1980 that's uh, uh, showing the... uh, it's all about like Reagan getting elected uh, with the headline, who's in, who's out. Okay. And then he goes, wait, this is all connected. Wait, what year is he in the library? It's like 1986. Okay. He's been doing this for 40. 40- oh, it's 1982. Because okay. this is 40, it's 40 years to the day that he has been doing this. So it's 1982. He sees an old Time magazine from 1980. 
He's off by a stroke. His girlfriend just lied to him, and he sees this magazine with Reagan on the cover, uh, and it's dated December 15th, uh, 1980. Who's in, who's out? And he goes, wait. This is the week after John Lennon was killed. Why isn't it a cover with John Lennon on it? Because that's the biggest thing happening. And then he goes, oh, wait, they that's the the publishing date is December 15th. It was written before December 9th when Uh-oh. John Lennon was killed. Yeah. But who's in, who's out is a CIA code about who's in, who's out. Reagan's in, John Lennon's out, he's dead, I killed him, Ronald Reagan. Wait, sorry. He thinks he killed John Lennon? No, that Ronald Reagan was behind it. Killed John Lennon? Yes. With the help of Richard Nixon. So this man is schizophrenic. No. He's had a mental break after he missed a stroke and his I girlfriend fully, lied to him. I fully think in my diagnosing of boomers online, mm. I Dr. don't Scott. think he's actually, I don't think he has a schizoid disorder. I think he's just a nutter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's go on with that assumption. <laughs> he, it, it's very, it's very normal boomer stuff, except for this one obsessive thing. All right, so who's in, who's out? It's Ronald Reagan, not John Lennon. Uh, and I don't know that makes absolutely no sense. No, it, it does. It, like it, it makes break. absolutely no sense. But yeah. everything else that he writes in his extensive blog okay. makes perfect sense, except for stuff around this. And then, like, general worldview, but, like, normal, like, general worldview problems. So he's been running a blog for the last 40 years about how Reagan killed John Lennon? It gets better. Okay. So Reagan and Nixon are behind it. There's, like, letters to the editor and Time magazine and the, the, like, little secret codes and stuff. So who is it that killed John Lennon? Who pulled the trigger? There's a picture of what is supposedly Mark David Chapman getting an autograph from John Lennon earlier that day. Yes. Steve Lightfoot knows that this doesn't line up. He recognizes who it actually is. It is. Drum roll. Stephen King. Wait, what? Stephen King. It's not Reagan? Reagan ordered... Stephen King. This dude's crazy, man. This guy's having a break. He has been successfully living for the last 40 years. I wouldn't call this successful. (laughs) He's got two cars. How do you know that? Because he's got two Lennon mobiles. Oh, my God. (laughs) He has a house in California. He has a house in Florida. What? Yeah. This is. Did he inherit wealth? Probably. We don't know. And then he's used it all to perpetuate the theory? That Stephen King is the true killer of Mark David Chapman. Uh Stephen King in 1970 does look a lot like Mark David Chapman. Does he? Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, he uh, interprets some codes from Time Magazine that, uh, uh, that the night is going to be like a big Zippo lighter and Stephen King kind of looks like a Zippo lighter and that's what it would be like with the shooting. Zippo lighter. Bang, bang, bang. Wait, he shot... Sorry. 
What? Oh no, this is crazy. Did you I'm just realize how crazy? <laughs> no, I know how crazy it is, but he's not like crazy, crazy. He's just fully he he lost the golf thing by a stroke, and his girlfriend lied to him. And he went to the library and he saw some magazines, and he realized that this is what's going to be a big deal. And then, uh, you know, this is what has defined his life. He yeah, he doubled this. down. He doubled he down. He picked this. I mean, sometimes when things don't work. All you can do is double down. He has doubled down. He has tripled down. He started a whole campaign to, you know, make Stephen King known as the true killer of John Lennon. Hell so yeah. Did well, that this, is funny. Did this include- That is funny. If he didn't actually think it and he just was doing it. I mean, I guess that's like technically libel or whatever. So that's less funny. Right. But it's kind of like, like- have you ever gone to a festival and started a rumor about who's someone who is going to do a secret set? I, I I don't know if that's a thing people do or I just used to do with friends. We would go to like Bonnaroo. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's and then thing. we would be like, uh, you know, we heard Daft. We'd tell as many people, anyone we met. Well, like, it's, always, meet people it's always Daft Punk. This is, you, yeah, you're Burning them, Man pilled. Oh, it was from Burning Man? Yep, this yeah, originates. Yeah, we tell people that Daft Punk, Daft Daft Punk, Punk the trash is, fence. yeah, Daft Punk's going to play a secret set. Okay, I didn't know that. I knew we did. Like, I didn't know who started or why we were doing it. I just yeah. was, you know, everything agent. Of, I thought it was just agent of chaos kind of energy. Well, but it turns out who's in, who's out. Who's in, who's out. I was Daft actually Punk pilled summer. by Burning Man. I yeah. guess you didn't without even know. ever going. You didn't even know. And maybe <laughs> we're all Steve Lightfoot pilled because he has been doing this for forty years. Distributing pamphlets. Uh-huh. I did attempt to buy his pamphlet, but it turns out his PayPal's hacked. So if I want it, I have to send him a check. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but I, I read his blog a lot. So uh, this is 40 years of, uh, you know, like, how are we going to make Stephen King admit that he killed John Lennon? By stalking him, of course. Oh, and boy. there are multiple incidents. That are uh, recounted proudly in Steve's blog. Didn't you say something earlier about him living a successful life? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has the resources to stalk Stephen King for 40 years. <laughs> who, who among you, we us- We have interesting measures of success. <laughs> I think uh, this is all going back to the, to the nihilism episode. That he is a Nietzschean Superman. Uh-huh. He saw the crumbling of reality, that everything right. is a lie. Okay? <laughs> Off by a stroke, my girlfriend's lied to me. And did he just go, because think of all of the pathetic, sad sacks of shit that just go like, my girlfriend lied to me and I lost my job. And then they don't do anything. For the rest of their For lives. For the rest of their this lives. This guy found a new calling. This man found a path. Okay. And he is everywhere. He's got a monthly protest set up in Monterey, California. He's got signs. He's got fans. He goes to Florida and goes to, like, school board meetings and tells them about LennonMurderTruth.com. He's all over the place. He goes and makes routine trips to, like, see wherever Stephen King is doing. I mean, he was arrested in 1992 and the early 2000s uh, for, like, you know, trespassing and stalking. And the thing is, is that I think that Stephen King kind of thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> I was going to say I feel like Stephen King might think it's a little bit funny. <laughs> uh, I might be wrong. Maybe that's terrible. I'm sorry, Stephen King. There is a direct been... letter 
from Stephen King to Steve Lightfoot in 1992 <gasps> that's like, hey, maybe you should stop doing this. This is like after like a big stock. A big stock. Like a big stock. And like he's like, he had I'm a sending whole stakeout going a, on. I'm sending a polite letter to you mm-hmm. that's just like, maybe don't. And, and then also part of the Lennon murder truth lore is that Stephen King has not sued Steve Lightfoot. So therefore... If it wasn't true, wouldn't he have filed wouldn't a lawsuit? Wouldn't he have sued by this point? Because I have been stalking him for forty years. Right. Oh, that's awesome. So it's awesome. I mean, it's not awesome, but it's awesome. Uh, but what it's, an argument! But again, he could have just been a sad sack of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it uh, is incredible now, what someone's broken ego and willpower combined. He's made something of himself. You can make some. It is something. I'm going to. I'm not, gonna light foot pill you by the end of this. Not so, nothing. Uh, the thing is is uh, a few years after the polite, like, hey, maybe don't. Okay. There is a letter that does quite convincingly match Stephen King's handwriting from the confirmed Stephen King letter that reads, you haven't even scratched the surface. Oh, my God, is Stephen King fucking with him? I kind of think that he might be. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, my God, do you think? Do you think? I feel like I hope didn't he stop doing coke? Oh yeah, he stopped doing coke because he wrote all those like kid gangbang scenes and yeah. like number one bestselling like books. A, a coke Stephen King move is to be like, let's just fucking send this letter. <laughs> <laughs> we can hope. Now the thing is, is that this isn't again. This isn't even scratching the surface, because Steve Lightfoot has realized that magically, spiritually. The obfuscation of John Lennon's murder is the sole uh, driver of all that ails the modern age. Of course. I mean, that's why this cause matters. You know all these school shootings? Oh, is it because Stephen King killed John Lennon? It's because Stephen King (laughs) killed John Lennon. Stephen King used a magic spell, okay? It's... uh, it's he used a gun. I feel like this guy needs to go to like an institution. Like I feel a little teach. bit bad. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> All right. So Stephen King used a gun. What better way to make people think that guns are bad than by using a gun in this world-changing magic event? Well, then wouldn't they Also, Stephen King wrote a book in the early 70s called Rage under a pen name, Richard Bachman. This is true, and it's about a school shooting. Kid uh-huh. shoots up a bunch of stuff. This book was written before the school shooting epidemic. Really, the only mass shooting event was the uh, like Texas A&M bell tower. That's the only thing that precedes Rage, and Rage does have a lot in common with the modern school shooter. Stephen King has caused school shootings by not being apprehended for the murder of John Lennon. If we were to apprehend Stephen King, all of these shootings would stop. I think we need to do like a four day no internet for you. No. (laughs) (laughs) Who's behind it? Nixon, Reagan, Mm -hmm. Bush Sr., Clinton for sure. Bush Jr. Oh, they're all? Obama. Everyone, every Biden. last one. 
everyone has been it's a it's the only thing the two parties could come together on. They can't well, pass Summer, a law. You might notice that I left one out. Who did you leave out? Clinton or Hillary? Nixon, Clinton, Reagan. Well, what about Hillary? Bush, you said Bill. The Clintons. Okay, everyone. Obama, Biden. Who are you leaving out? I mean, Summer Krinsky. I am so burnt out on politics. Well, Who am I so missing? In I between don't... Obama and Biden, there was a presidency oh. that occurred. Whoops. I'm sorry. I and uh, guess I what? It. He's one of the good ones. Oh, yeah. He tends to be in these people's feelings. Yeah. Trump was the only. Yeah, yeah, he was the I only literally, one. For a yeah, moment, yeah. I just you, lived you in reality. Lived in a beautiful place for My a moment. My brain just erased for just a moment. Don't worry, this guy is full MAGA. Uh-huh. At which point you have to go. I guess we can't. And the thing is, is that everything really matches up. You know, it. It's just he's just a fan. He's just a Trump guy. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he was building, waiting for someone, and then. He found Trump the guy. Really? He found the guy because the deep state, uh-huh. through Stephen King, was the cause of the John Lennon assassination. And this guy isn't in a QAnon thing. This sounds so QAnon-y. He should really he, find his I, people. Uh it doesn't look like there's a direct intersection. Well, he needs. He's few, not doing very good. Uh, if I was his marketing person for his dumbass idea, I'd say that he has a whole. A group of people that he's really missing out on. I I do agree, and I do think that Steve Lightfoot would become too powerful if we let him lead a QAnon sect. So <laughs> I don't think that's a great idea to put out there. I but don't yeah, think any of these. He's, are great he's ideas, a. But anyway, he he <laughs> casually mentions a few like these are satanic rituals, but doesn't get into any of the deep QAnon stuff. Uh, and he is pretty anti-Semitic. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, he does accuse Stephen King of being Jewish, uh, which he's not. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah. It always finds its way back there, doesn't it? Jewish communist, you know, mm-hmm. real classic stuff. Putin's bad. They're all bad. It's great. This That's is Steve your, This is your second. This is your content. Uh huh. This is you the content. You were so excited to tell I me about really, this. I really, I still am. The last week, every time I saw Scott, he was just like, I've got a real good one. <laughs> 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 Have you just been reading his blog every day? Yes. He blogs a lot. We're gonna we're gonna there's have to so much, firewall you. There's so I'm gonna much put some blogging. Parental control. No, on don't take it away from me. <laughs> it's like thousands of pages. The dedication to I solving a mystery. like the dedication. And I think that the dedication is what every, like, if every band tried as hard as Steve Lightfoot. Yeah. Then music would be better. Music would be better. I guess. I think that the world, <laughs> I think that the world would be better uh-huh. if everyone tried as hard as well, Steve that is Lightfoot. The power Steve Lightfoot being... is an American hero. I wouldn't say that, but uh, that is the power of being absolutely off the rails is that you go like full into where you're going. There's no hesitation. There's no like all the things that hold us back in our day to day lives, the anxiety, the uh, worry of 
what other people are thinking about you and uh, whether you're going to fail. And, you know, I, I don't think that in someone like this mind, uh, it's really that that's really not happening. And, and I guess that, you know, speaks to the benefit of having those things. Uh, but it's also a curse. It's also a curse to uh, have things hold you back from fully pursuing. Um, but also maybe it's why more people haven't uh, gathered to bring Stephen King to justice. So this is all to say, uh, I think you guys should start a Facebook group. I think that's where it should live. I, th- <laughs> I think that that is what Facebook groups are for. Mm. And... Um, I think that's the destiny of this. Move the blog to a Facebook group. I think you should admin. Should I admin Steve Lightfoot's Facebook group? That's a good idea. Uh, though that's actually a very bad idea. It's a bad idea. Uh, so I won't. But I do have to say that, you know, maybe this all sounds like a wasted life. 40 years of tracking down John Lennon's true killer, Stephen King. Um, but the thing is, is that in last month's blog post, Lightfoot is back into golf. Oh, I was he about thinks, to ask, does he ever think about that stroke? He does he like, he's got the his stroke? swing figured out. Yeah. And he's going to make a go for it. Uh-huh. And if all of this brings him to that perfect swing, then it, it was it? it was worth it. Uh, I, I think Stephen King would even agree. I think Stephen King would agree that it was worth it. If that man, through all of this, is brought back to the perfect swing, and it's actually perfect this time. It's not one off. Yeah, of course it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. All right. Well, um, this has been I Don't Heart Radio, and uh, it was absolutely worth it. Email us at I Don't Heart Radio Pod at gmail dot com. Um, we mainly would like you to email us music that we should know, but you know, we do this second half. We got Act One, Act Two. Uh, if you want, if you got some sort of topic. Tell me. Um, to, you know, dig some more brain worms into Scott's head, you know. He's open for, for suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, do send me, like, if you've got a buddy who's making something and you feel like they should, you know, get a chance, get a little promo, uh, please do send it. Uh, if you went to a cool show, you can write about it. You know, send me stuff about music. I mostly love music. Uh, I'm Summer Krinsky. I'm Scott Murphy. This is I Don't Hurt Radio. We'll see you next Thursday. Yeah.